Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm one of your hosts, Petter, and with me I got my co-host, James. Hey! And today we're talking about Volume 7 of Kaguya-sama Love is War. Uh, a volume that I've been very excited to get to, uh, mainly because of the character that's introduced in this volume, which you, you, you know which one I'm talking about. Before we get into the... we're going to talk about the characters as usual, followed by the comedy and the romance aspects of the volume, but... Real quick, before we get into that, I just wanted to mention, like, just as part of my history with this series, is that this was the first volume that came out after I caught up with with the with the manga. Oh, um, wow. Or at least, you know, the English release, mm -hmm. uh, since that's how I read them. I, I buy the volumes. Um, and so... So so basically, since this volume, I've been I've been reading the volumes as they come out, kind of. Uh, so that was back in early 2019. Um, but but it was I thought it was a good place. It, it was a pretty fitting place to kind of go from from reading them just binging to going it into like a well, once every second or third month or how, however often the volumes come out. Uh, since I, I, this is like a new. It's like a new arc in a way, I feel. Um, yeah. Since the first six volume dealt with, you know, the original student council. And then and then now you have a, a bit of a change here with a new main character being introduced. That's really interesting. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was nice. It was, it was a good, good timing, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, starting with Kaguya Shinomiya, she is still in denial over her feelings about Miyuki. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, come on, Kaguya. Even with Hayasaka, I mean... Right. I mean, that's really when you see it at all, but... True. It's just so funny that... It's like, as if I would want to see him or something. It's like, well, you do, so... Right. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, because I mean, this has been a thing now for several volumes, I feel, where she's talking with Hayasaka and she just refuses to admit mm -hmm. that she has feelings for Miyuki. Whenever, if it comes to it, if whenever she will actually admit that, whenever that happens, if it happens, however it happens, I, I imagine it's going to be pretty gratifying, I guess, because it's been such a, a such been such a struggle for her to admit it to to herself, I suppose, and I mean to High Psycho, but I think also to herself. Um, well, about this. yeah, I mean, technically, she's she's kind of said it in that in the, in the previous volume where. She was gonna give Miyuki the cake. Her ah, dumb yes. self basically said said that. But I guess that's <laughs> her just coming to grips with that rather than saying it out loud, you know. Right. Like obviously, this is a kind of a case where it's a lack of a better word, a tsundere thing, where you know, no, I don't like him. Like, don't don't think that, or you know, it's a it's embarrassing <laughs> kind of a situation. So I don't know, yeah. like maybe when she's more comfortable with that and willing to accept that, I guess she'll be open. But yeah, I mean, yeah, here's hoping. <laughs> this this story is basically a battle between two tsundere's. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. <laughs> basically. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, she uh, obviously this volume is all it's all about the election uh, process and everything, bef like so regarding that. Um, and Kaguya worked really hard to to make it happen, to make Miyuki win the election. Mm. And she used some pretty dirty tactics. Oh, yeah. So my take out of this volume was <laughs> I saw 
how scary Kaguya can Kaguya can be in a new in a new way. Yeah. Uh, for a couple reasons. But before I get into that, in the past it just been, had been kind of her death glares at Chika and Ishigami, and uh, I guess you know her defending her friends from in, in some cases, but this one she was using all sorts of kind of devilish means to you know try to get the competition to drop out or you know persuade them to uh uh take a fall in the election so that it it was so interesting to see that but it makes sense at the same time since she's kind of used those those tactics tactics to try to get Miyuki to fall for her uh, oh, yeah. Obviously, they or, or to to confess first. Obviously, mm-hmm. they've struggled to to work, but she's basically used those underhanded and very uh, tactical means in the past. It's just we haven't seen them in this maybe antagonistic and aggressive way potentially. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's not the right way to well, say it. No, but I I, I kind of agree because I feel like this volume more than any of the previous ones really really shows Kaguya's bad side. Mm. Uh, I, I, I feel, anyway. Yeah. She has been in touch with cer- certain clubs or something and made so that everyone in there is going to vote for Miyuki through in some, you know, that that's not very cool. And then she blackmailed Hayato Hongo, the third runner-up <laughs> for the oh. uh, student uh. council, into just, you know, uh, withdrawing completely. She tried to do it with mm-hmm. Miko as well. Uh, obviously, she failed at that. Miko was too <laughs> too headstrong, sort of for for Kaguya in a way, but but yeah, like she she did all of those really dirty tricks, uh, and yeah, I don't know. Um, she, she she did kind of feel bad about it though. Yeah, it seemed. that's um, true. So which least... is good to see. <sighs> yeah, like you know, maybe in the past she wouldn't have felt bad per se. I mean, I don't know if she had gone this far for anybody, but let's say she was trying to do that for herself, for her own political gain, if you will. Mm. Uh, maybe she wouldn't have felt bad, but because it was for, I keep on saying Kaicho, for Miyuki, ah. um, Kai, anyway, for Miyuki, <laughs> um, someone she likes, she, she realizes, oh, you know, that's, he's not going to like that or he's not going to that is, that's not a good look for me you know i'm not i'm not yeah. a good natured girl like chica or something like that she didn't mm. say that but she said that in the past yeah yeah she clearly has those sorts of thoughts mhm mm. so yeah it's uh yeah it's it, it, i like to see the remorse there uh mm-hmm. and kind of like you know why am i this way but at the end of the day Miyuki doesn't well I don't know like it's hard for me to say whether Miyuki would be upset by that or not yeah he never he never got to know about any of those uh, shady things yeah. that she was doing behind the scenes and you know I'm thinking because the in, in the end you know the the results the votes between Miyuki and Miko were really close Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, if Kaguya hadn't gone behind everyone's backs and done all these shady right. things and tra- tricks, Miko may very well have won the election. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know? I was kind of thinking the same thing. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man, like, like what? 
well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, good, I guess good on good on uh, Kaguya for for doing what she did. I guess. I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, ultimately, um, if also, and this is just very briefly on Miko, you know, but also if. Um, Miyuki hadn't intervened as he did with Mikoino's campaign and election, whatever. She hadn't gotten all those votes either. So Mikoino right. by herself wouldn't have been able to beat Miyuki anyway. Yeah. So even if she had, even if she had won, if Kaguya hadn't done what she did, she hadn't won if Miyuki hadn't done what he did. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, that that makes sense. Right. It totally does. I mean, to be fair. Before that debate, what Kaguya did was pro was not probably it was excessive, mm. but because of it, it probably helped out in the end. <laughs> Miyuki had enough yeah. momentum as the previous student council president to mm. probably to win by win by absolutely by default. Yeah, yeah, I think so for sure. For but sure. anyway, <laughs> I, this is a kind of a funny way to show Kaguya's. Uh, well, how far she'll go for Miyuki? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, and how she, you know, she afterwards she worries that Miyuki might not choose her for the student council. Yeah. Uh, because she feels like, you know, because of all the 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 bad things that she's done, and um, and also because how long she's waited, he's waited to ask her, right, or something. Wasn't that also worried uh, or my? Well, yeah, yeah, he did. He did go to her last. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so may maybe that was also a reason, but she was also, and she was also upset that because she saw how, how well Miyuki treated, uh, Miko on the stage and how he helped her out there, even though they were rivals. And so Kaguya starts having these doubts that maybe Miyuki doesn't like her. Maybe he's just nice to everybody regardless, you know, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. she isn't special to him. She has those, mm -hmm. those worries as well before Miyuki comes in eventually and, and asks her to join. So yeah, so yeah, it is it, th those sorts of things. Also, like I think without all of those uh, doubts and and uh, feeling like remorse and all, without all of that, uh, Kaguya would have would have felt very 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 cold and and unrelatable. And I would probably wouldn't have liked her very much. But thanks to to all of those uh, little nuances and stuff, it's you mm -hmm. know I I do still enjoy her character absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So <laughs> one other thing that I that I mentioned. Uh, uh, of how I view Kaguya a little differently now, in mm. at least her scary side, yeah. is her newfound fetish with the glaring eyes, apparently, <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah, but it's also really weird. Like, it's weird in the sense that when he, when Miyuki came up to her and Kashiwagi, mm. just sleep deprived. The man hadn't slept in a few days, probably. Yeah. And, but instead of being appalled, she was like really like not not just a little bit, but like really turned on. <laughs> yeah. And and that that's, I don't know, that's unhealthy. <laughs> it's. <laughs> yeah. That. I mean, to I be mean, fair, it it was meant for a joke, you know, kind of like to. You know, play on the true love, and um. Right you know kind of sexual desires or whatever but uh -huh. 
Anyway, I, 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 it, it just kind of scared me when I saw this. I was like, oh, oh goodness. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it just shows how much she likes Miyuki. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think, was it Ai Haisaka or someone else that made the remark that she doesn't like, like, she doesn't actually have a thing for for those sorts of eyes? Like, it's, a, it's the fact that Miyuki has those sorts of eyes that she likes those sorts of eyes. Mm-hmm. Something yeah, along those lines. I think it was Hayasaka um, right. who said that. And and I mean, obviously, that's definitely definitely true. I just you wouldn't think you, you wouldn't think if he would go like to be fair, like, I you know when he came to school with you know just perfectly fine in the eyes, he, like he had mm-hmm. good enough sleep. I I, I had figured okay, yeah, Kaguya is gonna have a adverse reaction to that. I think that's right. fair. Yeah. And then when I when I kind of realized, oh, he's probably going to go too far with that, I thought Kaguya would have the, I don't know, I, did, I really just, I didn't expect her to just be this into it, this into sleep <laughs> deprivation. So, the, so I guess it kind of threw me for, through a loop yeah. in a way. I, I guess the, the heart grows fonder, you know, she hadn't seen those eyes in a while <laughs> for, for, for a day or something. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Even though they were far worse than they usually look. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything more on Kaguya? She's great at art. Yeah, she's a really good artist. Should have figured with how multi-talented she is, but yeah, you know, fantastic, yeah, fantastic artist. Definitely, definitely, yeah, for sure. And we'll we'll talk a little bit more on that later, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on on her art abilities. What one other thing is, her. So her reaction to the very first chapter, like she wasn't sure what, at, well, I guess it was kind of a mystery what Miyuki was going to ask her. And she, yeah. her faces throughout that chapter are just so adorable. I, yeah. Even up to the way when he asks her to, you know, help him with his campaign or be his campaign speaker or whatever. Uh, you know, she's making all sorts of these <laughs> um, really, really cute and... I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Like curious faces. So it's, it's really that's really good. But the, the funny thing is, it, at the beginning of the chapter, Hayasaka said, basically says something like, "Oh, so you're just gonna wait for him to be the first one to confess?" And she, or maybe she yeah. brings it up. It's like, "Oh, he'll be the first one to confess." You know, we haven't seen each other so long. He'll yeah. be the one who says that we wanna. He wants to see me or something like that. And so I guess the whole chapter, she was basically expecting something like that to happen, or well, expecting to kind of like. More like anticipating, oh, could this be it? Could this be yeah. the moment? <laughs> so anyway, I, I like that uh, side of her. I think in she was anticipating Miyuki, I think, to to maybe to actually confess there. I think because it had been on her mind so much like the past couple of days. They, had, they hadn't seen each other for like three days or something like that. And, and she had been thinking about that. And I mean, everyone and like all of the students around them were, you know, under the impression that Miyuki was going to confess to her. And I think in some way she was kind of anticipating that as well. And I think maybe that's what we see in her face expressions is kind of that um, bashfulness and also kind of excitement, like kind of a mixture of that, but also, but, but at the same time, she is like good at kind of seeming more reserved. Um, so I don't mm-hmm. know. Obviously this, this uh, chapter wasn't that much, or at least this part of this chapter didn't show us like Kaguya's 
thought process and stuff like that very much. So we can't know for sure, but at least that, that's how I interpreted that scene. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think that's fair too, especially since all the students kind of egg both of them on, <laughs> Yeah, yeah true. you know, hint, hinting at it. And I, I think they could take, take the hint there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I guess we could talk more about that. Uh, some of some of the interaction there in the romance. Definitely. However, I think this is a, is a really good chapter for Miyuki as well. Yes, uh, we can move on to Miyuki if you have anything specific on that chapter to to kick off. Sure, I think Miyuki finally acknowledges. Maybe he has in the past, but he straight up says it that it's his pride that's keeping him from mm. confessing, and more so than that, it's their social 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 status mm. is so different uh it, it just doesn't even compare that he feels at least he says he feels he can't be the first one to confess without you know basically offending her social status in in a way yeah um but that but then if for a moment he he thinks I shouldn't be making these excuses, though. I should be a man and confess, and then he doesn't. <laughs> He's, he just, I can't, I can't do it. I can't be the one. And, you know, I, I, yeah. I kind of feel for him. I mean, one, there was a lot of pressure around him, so I, I, I don't blame him for feeling like maybe he should just confess there. Mm. But also, it's, I guess, because I'm, I'm on Team Kaguya, in that. It's hard for him to confess because of that social status things. But if he's able to overcome that, overcome that that pride and, you know, be willing to put himself out there, then huh. I think it would obviously be a good step for him yeah, and for both of them. I mean, yeah. absolutely. I think regardless, it's going to be good for them <laughs> because they want to be together. That's so, true. You know, just at this point, at, it probably doesn't really matter who does it. Just someone do it already. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, very exciting to follow along with it. <laughs> uh, I, I actually didn't take a lot of notes from Yuki this, for this volume. Um, oh, oh, really? This volume? Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, well, I did take notes on that he's, um, he sleeps with a penguin plushie. Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cute. Um, and also that he improved his drawing skills a lot during the yeah. art art lesson, uh, and how he kind of found his inner artist. <laughs> ah, I really like and, that. Um, yeah, I guess he 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 was so focused on his muse that it helped him improve. Yeah, and it's it's not really funny. Not that he said that, but well, yeah, I know, but but yeah, uh, because you, you you can see like the, his first sketch of Kaguya. You know, it's not bad, but it's definitely not good I mean, something to brag about yeah right um but then like the the final product there is like it's beautiful like damn mm-hmm one, one other thought is just about his debate with miko in that miko is her name right That's miko yeah uh-huh his little debate with miko i thought it it shows how one how good of a public speaker it is which is something we probably already knew, but nothing we had seen. So he was True. able to give her questions and help her out relatively easily and stay calm on stage. So 
He's yeah. a pretty good public speaker, and his willingness to pick up on the fact that Ishigami wanted to help her, and that she, you know, it, his kindness again shines here because he see he saw her struggle and he knew, okay, I can help her by doing this, even though it could be detrimental to me. Obviously, mm-hmm. he was a little worried there, uh, or he was a little worried how close it got, <laughs> yeah. but. Uh, you know, I think it just shows how, again, how how good of a guy he is for stick, you know, sticking up for or, or help helping me go out. Yeah, and I, I, it was actually it reminded me like the fact that he did that uh, at the expense of maybe losing. Um, it it reminded me of when they they played the forbidden word game, and he he has this plan, you know, to to loose on purpose so that he and Kage can go shopping but then he re- he you know that that's that, that whole thing with with Chika so he decides to actually play seriously and then I obviously he loses that game but uh mm-hmm. but he wanted to get still give her a chance to go shopping with with the other person who lost yeah they're similar in the sense that he in in both of these situations he gave up something that he really wanted himself in order to well be kind to, to, to somebody else. Yeah. And that's really how he is. That's who he, who he is. I agree. Yeah. Do you have anything more on Miyuki? I think I'm good. I, this chapter was more or less more the same for him, but I, I mean, his first chapter was really good. I, I felt like for understanding uh, mm. more about his reasons and whatnot. Um, but other than that, yeah, just... Good stuff. I mean, good stuff that we can go into later, I suppose. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So, moving on to Chika Fujiwara. We talked last time uh, about how badly Chika was treated in the previous volume. Uh, yeah. Like, that, that, that was something that we, we were both a little bit upset with. <laughs> the fact, like, uh-huh. at, just at how much, how, how much the other characters just didn't treat her fairly uh, during the previous volume. Um, so... In this volume, when Miko Ino starts showering her with praise in that one chapter, uh, I think it's a very warm welcome to Chika. I, I think she she oh, yeah. needed she really needed that, and you know, understandably, she gets a little bit a bit high on on all of that praise. Um, so I I, I, th- I thought I thought that was nice to see, uh, and then of course a- after that whole bit, I think it's in like. I can't remember if it's at the end of the chapter or like between the chapters on that one page or something like that. But uh, Chika sees Miko's uh, campaign pledge, and, <laughs> and, and she's like, "Oh, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't." <laughs> she's like, "Nah." <laughs> oh, she's like, "I cannot betray my comrades." Yeah, yeah. She says that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, she <laughs> she was uh, really flattered by by all of those things that Miko said, and uh, yeah, I think I think she really needed that. Yeah, I, I, I wrote down something similar in that, I think she wants some some people to depend on her, because maybe she has so much, or she, it feels like people you know treat her as as dumb or mm. incompetent or something like that. I mean, and that's why Miyuki has been able to get her to to help him with a lot of things because you know he's depending on her. Yeah. So I think we we see that here, and with Miko just praising her and you know, bringing to light some really cool things about her, like that, that piano 
bit was really nice insight yeah um, in, into her life so uh, I, I think that really helped her self-esteem in that sense absolutely uh, another, another thing about Chica well actually going along with the she wants to be depended on and more respect there was a moment where again very first chapter he's talking to Miyuki and they're trying to figure out who should be his or what's it a campaign speaker now I can't remember what the uh yeah like to do the the speech for him endorsement speech yeah endorsement speech. there we go yeah endorsement speech and, and you know, so she lists all these things like people who's charismatic and people will trust or whatever <laughs> and Miyuki automatically thinks of Kaguya but Chika is talking about herself yeah and you know it's funny she says oh well once he just suggests Kaguya he's like I'll never vote for you or something like that <laughs> yeah. uh, uh. and obviously it's meant to be a joke but at the same time she really I guess seriously thought she would be the perfect candidate um, yeah I don't know like I guess I'm probably just reading too much into that into that little thing, but to me, and the way she her attitude was the whole time, which again was meant for comedic effect more than anything. So I really am just reading into this. <laughs> no, 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 too like, much. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, yeah, it is a comedic bit, absolutely. But I, I don't think you're reading into it too much. I, I think, I think that for Chica to be a depend like a, a dependable uh, person. I think it's a very central thing for her character. I think you're absolutely right about that, and I think this this uh, scene really shows that. Um, yeah. Even though it is uh, played off as a joke, I think it's absolutely true. Agreed. So, yeah. Uh, one one th- another thing about Chica is, I think I might have said something earlier or, or in in the previous discussions about how Chica may not have many friends or that people don't confide in her and things or whatever I said and to an extent I think that especially within the student council that may be the case although they're friends in the student council so it's more of the confide mm. confiding things mm. uh, but in the chapter where Kashiwagi is comforting Kaguya yeah. Chika comes in and it, you know does her little little funny bit and then she leaves to go hang out with a couple of people. True. So I was like, wait, so does she just maybe she is friends with a lot of people and I was just overthinking it. Although I felt like those people that she ran over to were her board game club members, although I could I could be wrong about that. I wondered that too, but I thought it didn't look like him, but maybe maybe because I, I mean you can't really <laughs> see him very well. Yeah. So it's pretty hard to see them. You know, the more I look at it, it could it could be the board game club. It's probably what I think. I just actually, but that one girl is wearing looks like she's wearing glasses. I don't remember the other one wearing glasses. Maybe <laughs> she did. Anyway, yeah. it's pointless. It's pointless to really. Right. Yeah. That we have too little, too little information. <laughs> right. I think that I think that's it on Chica for me. Yeah. Same here. I didn't have too much. There's actually. There wasn't a lot I had on most characters this time. There was just really just one character that I took a lot of notes for, and you probably know who. Um, <laughs> but but let's talk a little bit about Yu Ishigami before that. Sure. He 
wanted to win the election by a landslide. Yeah, I was a little confused. Yeah, I I also had a little bit of trouble like understanding his thought process there because he he didn't want Miko to become a laughing stock. But he still wanted to basically crush her in the in the in like in the votes. Right. I <laughs> So I actually I don't, don't I never understood it. I don't like maybe maybe I'm missing something. Maybe it's yeah. Maybe he was trying to be cryptic. I'm thinking maybe one way to look at it is that he was thinking that if the difference in votes between the two wasn't that big in the end, maybe his maybe use logic then was that uh Miko would would get more attention as the loser that way than she would if she only had a few votes. And ah. and then that would bring more attention to her, but she would, you know, having lost the election, that would have still have been a negative thing, and she would have got more negative comments. Maybe, maybe that was his thought process. I'm not entirely sure though. I, yeah, I think it. I think I think you're on something. It's got to be something like, you know, the the less votes for her, the the less pain she'll go through. Which... Yeah. Which I still kind of <laughs> struggle with there, but um, mm. in the end, she, she did gain the respect, and obviously it was Miyuki who came and stepped in. But if yeah. it wasn't for Ishigami kind of pointing that out and base basically coaxing Miyuki to do so, or or at least encouraging him to do so, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, you know it she wouldn't have had the happy ending to that uh, arc or chapter mm. um, that she did get. Right, so for I, sure. So I think, yeah, she has Ishigami and Miyuki to thank for that. Definitely. And uh, I think I think you had two really good quotes in this volume. One of them is, is related to this, uh, to this instance here when he said, I don't like it when people laugh at someone who's trying their best. That's mm, yeah. you know that that's such a good guy thing to say, and I just love mm-hmm. I love you for 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 saying that, and he said it to to Miko, who you know he doesn't have the highest respect for necessarily, yeah. Um, you know personally, he has been on the receiving end of her of her um, you know criticism and uh, he took my know. she took my game yeah like stuff Enemy. like that. <laughs> so you know like he. It's clear that he he doesn't think too well of her, but but at the same time he, um, you know, regardless, he he doesn't want someone who's doing their best to be laughed at, uh, for that, and that 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 really touched me. Uh, and the second quote from this volume from Ishigami that I thought was really nice was, "Whatever love one holds in one's heart, that's true love." Oh yeah. I don't know. Like <laughs> it's just a. Kind of cheesy, and I think Nagisa Kashiwagi didn't like it very much at all. But no, it really, it really helped Kaguya, and and I liked it personally. So, uh, yeah. Well, you know, I don't know if we should save this discussion for the comedy or or now, but hmm. I that whole true love part was very interesting to me. I mean, yeah, like how. 
obviously fairy tale love. Okay, that's you know everyone everyone has like a prince riding or no no prince charming. That's the word. <laughs> prince charming is for them out there. I, no, that's that's not a thing. Yeah. But the concept of true love, I don't, I don't know. Like I don't like because like like Ishigami said like true love. It, yeah, that that exactly that quote. I can't remember the top of my head what you just said, but, but, but yeah, like whatever love one holds in one's heart, that's true love. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, what I don't understand what's wrong with believing that to be true love. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I don't know. Like so, it maybe maybe the culture in Japan right now is a little different in that case i don't know well we we had four characters in that chapter talk about true love in 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 some way uh we had you and kaguya who who thought of true love as something good something you know something one should strive for you know whatever whatever kind of love you know it is it's true love for ishigami and, and kaguya you know she she didn't want to taint her true love for for miyuki and all that so for them true love wasn't anything weird or anything at all and then the other two characters chika and nagisa they thought of true love as something just ridiculous and fairy taleish and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and so i think basically in the chapter that we had 50 50 like 50 percent of the characters thought it was a good thing 50 percent thought it was a weird thing so i think yeah it, with that in mind i think i, I guess like it leaves it ambiguous as to like what actually like it, it's kind of up to us i think to to make up our own minds about that. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, it is uh, always up to ourselves. But I, the way that the, the concept of true love is set, uh, it, like how, how the narrator explains it, it explains it as you know, foolish and just not something you would have in real life. You know, it's a concept for elementary school kids or whatever. Right. And so I... I mean, it, it, yeah, it's like normal people would never use such a romantic trope. And so I wonder, part of me wonders what the Japanese actually says. Because maybe the English, maybe the English translation just doesn't connect as well. Actually, if I may touch on this, on the anime adaptation of this chapter. Sure. Obviously, I don't speak Japanese. But uh-huh. if if I recall, and I think, and I like in my head right now, I, I remember it quite vividly. Uh, when the, when the narrator comes in in this scene and and starts talking, and you know in the, in the manga it's just this panel where it just says with big letters "true love." That's basically exactly in the manga too, or in the in the anime too. The narrator's voice voice comes in like "true love." He says it in English. Okay. Uh, so I guess they use the English word entirely, at least for that uh, phrase in that chapter. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. So what it is is they they've taken the yeah the fairy tale concept of true love and only the fairy tale meaning. So to to a Japanese person, if you would say true true love, it would mean like you know Prince Charming uh, kissing Snow White or whatever. Okay. It, that 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 kind of thing. That that's what <laughs> I that's that's how I interpret it. But Maybe. to uh, to me and and you who are English speakers. We hear true love. It's like, well, you know, I mean, that true love is is there's multiple kinds of true love. You got the fairy tale, but then you have, you know, people who are sacrificing eat, eat something for another. That's true love. True, right? Uh, so <laughs> that 
hearing that, that makes a lot more sense. All right. I don't know uh, how the <laughs> how the translation would have changed that at all. It probably would have. Maybe they say fairy tale mm. love, but then again, who goes around saying fairy tale love? Nobody. Right. So, anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for clearing that up. Like, oh, that, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it could help. <laughs> that helps. Because honestly, I was having a kind of an existential crisis. I really was. I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Am I that, am I that sheltered to and, and think that true love is a thing? And obviously not the fairy tale stuff. No, I don't. Right, right, right. <laughs> anyway. I see. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, good to know. Um, <laughs> and, and thank you for, for letting me know about sort of. How that my is, insecurities uh, like that. well no no but about that phrase in 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 japan like how they how they interpret that kind of yeah, uh, well i mean like <laughs> i don't think it's a common phrase fair fair so i, I guess it's fair for these characters to have different interpretations of it in that yeah, if that's, that's the case yeah mm. that's fair yeah yeah <laughs> uh anything more on you uh no i think i'm good all right I'm I'm just sitting here getting so so excited. We've been getting getting closer and closer to Miko Ino, and now we are here. Now we're gonna talk <laughs> about her, and I <laughs> I think I took more notes for her uh, from this volume than I have ever taken notes for any char- one character wow. for any of the previous volumes. <laughs> Good night, <laughs> Petter. Um, Petter, yeah? you're simping. You're sipping a little too much. I am. I admit. <laughs> I admit. I absolutely 100% am. Um, uh. <laughs> but basically, let me just start off by listing some of the just easy information that we learn about her, um, this okay. volume. We learn that she's a first year student at Shushin Academy, uh, and she has, uh, all, pretty much always had the best grades in her class or in, in her grade. Uh, she's a member of the disciplinary committee, which we did hear referred to by name in one of the previous mm-hmm. volumes. And I think I've pointed that out then uh, when we talked about that volume although it was really just a mention in like pass by uh we also learned that she plays the piano she looked up to chica in that and she does not like you ishigami uh as a lot of first years seem to not like like him mm-hmm. but um and and finally out of these just very simple bits of information she really likes shaved heads Hashtag I want to pet shaved heads. <laughs> uh, don't do it, don't do it, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, don't. I, I, I like that. That that's one one place where I definitely don't agree with Miko. <laughs> <laughs> well, one other one other thing about her just physical characteristic, I did not realize how short she was. Oh yeah, and she's so, very short. So because 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 basically. I had knew knew I knew of this character. I had you know seen, you know the promotional for season two, and I saw her there, mm. but I never realized that she's even for a girl she's really short. Yep, she's very small, so that was kind of, that was that kind of that was kind of surprising, and it yeah. it, it kind of adds to her character as this maybe feisty chihuahua. Who... <laughs> yeah, hundred definitely. <laughs> Yeah, feisty chihuahua. That's that's perfect. (laughs) You know, like it's just anyway. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, but yeah. Moving on, we learn that she has. um, Well, she she's alone a lot of the time, most of the time, because her parents are both really busy at work. Um, and she just you know she just wants everyone in the world to behave because 
you know, that's kind of the reason why her parents don't have time for her. You know, basically, if everyone in the world would behave, her parents would not be able, would not, would not have to be away from her as much as they are. So with that backstory that we got for her, which I, I thought was very moving. It's uh, moving and kind of, kind of a, a unique take on someone who's really strict. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, sometimes you have the strict types and there's really not a, too much of a rhyme or reason besides how they were raised. And I guess you could say this is the same thing, but it's a little different in that if her parent, she, she she has like a wholesome intention to try people to try to get people to be, behave. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I find it rather interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it's a really good, like a really fitting and really in, interesting way uh, to give her reason for her personality and for, you know, everything that she does here in, in the first mm-hmm. volume that we see here. Um, I mean, she does have a lot of ridiculous ideas. Absolutely. Yeah, very much so. There's a lot of, you know, very, you know, she goes too far in a lot of, a lot of the time. But she does also have some good ideas, I think. Um, like, for example, uh, when she's debating with Miyuki on the stage, she brings up the campfires that uh, they used to have at the school's uh, culture festivals. Um, and how, you know, in the past, these campfires or Basically, there were there was complaints that the students around the campfire were littering and just bad behavior overall. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And so instead of, you know, making sure that this bad behavior uh, and the littering would stop, uh, the school just, you know, quits doing the campfires entirely. Uh, so with that, I actually completely agree with, with Miko that uh, instead of doing that, they should have actually improved the students' behavior you know, actually made an effort in that direction instead so that they could have been able to keep the campfires. Um, I think that would have been a more favorable option overall. Um, yeah. But ob- obviously it's it's the harder option, but it's, I think, ultimately the the, the more fun, more like the better one. And uh, so, yeah, uh, that, 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 I think, and I think that that's a good example of kind of what Miko is about. She wants these, you know, really nice things for everyone, but she needs everyone to cooperate and to behave um, in order to kind of get those things. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I, I guess what I, I took away from it was she very much came prepared with points to support herself. She just had trouble expressing it, you know? And Yeah. And so those points that she made were all very good. Just the means to those points were very extreme, and I didn't quite understand how be having a shaved head and certain <laughs> certain other strict rules would have you know changed too much besides i guess being less uh messy <laughs> i don't know but uh, but i do agree i i do like her i guess the the points she brings her points for debates those were very well thought out yeah and i mean in 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 some instances there aren't i i think in in some instances you're right in that she she hasn't got a good reason for it necessarily like the shaved heads that seemed to mostly be a thing that she had a thing for you know (laughs) um i I guess i guess it looks clean and proper i guess to her but Mm -hmm. but also but but also it it felt like a kind of a personal thing right uh, more than anything else uh in that with, with that thing and um 
and yeah, you know, she has these ridiculous things about, you know, boys and girls shouldn't be able to get within 20 inches of each other or whatever it was. Something like that. Um, which obviously is absurd, but it's, it's her way of kind of making sure that everyone behaves and, and is like acting properly and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, I understand she means, means well. I mean, yeah. we talked about her backstory and that, but also that she wants good, the school's reputation to be improved. And yes. she thinks, she just personally thinks these extreme measures are needed in order to do that. Definitely. And I, I think, I think she has a lot to learn herself uh, because, yeah. Um, well, clearly she, with the background that she has, the, you know, she has, she, she's very set on this one path to make the world a better place from mm-hmm. the standpoints that she comes from. Um, and I think she, she's a bit too narrow minded on that right now. Like that, that's been, been her niche and she kind of hasn't gotten like widened her view much beyond that. Yeah. Um, so I think she has a lot to learn in that, in that aspect. And I think uh, with, well, e- even with the ideas that she has that are, are, are good ideas, even there, in some of the cases, she maybe she doesn't have the skill to to come up with with solid plans for them all the time. So I think there there's room for growth in in that aspect as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and also as a public speaker, for sure, that's also an area where she needs <laughs> to kind of you know grow. Speaking of that, we learned that she has like she she writes uh, the the kanji for people in the palm of her hand and swallows. Yeah, as like a technique to kind of help ease her ease her stage fright. Uh, I like that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a nice little thing. I mean, because that, that's the first little hint that we saw of her having stage fright because we didn't really know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, then she, she, we see her do that little ritual um, before she goes on stage and where it's revealed that her stage fright is severe. Like, it's really, really bad. And we also learned that she has run for student council many times in the past, but she's always lost. And... And her stage fright has become worse and worse for every for every loss, pretty much. Uh, which which is you know really sad, but you know it, it makes sense. Uh, but just her, I, I feel like her her self confidence has just gotten worse and worse over time, and maybe that that's that kind of go goes hand in hand with that. Yeah. And there were some really wholesome moments, I think, with with Miko. You know, this this volume where, you know. I, I, I just couldn't help but like just smile and just be really touched by it. Uh, one was when Miko ends up um, uh, getting like way more votes than, than I think any of us expected her to get. And, and you know, mm-hmm. she gets all that support from the other students and like just seeing her there uh, was really, really nice and how happy she looks. Uh, even though she lost, you know, she's still really, really happy about that. And... And and then later on, when Miyuki comes and invites her to join the student council, uh, which was like a first a first time anyone invited her to that, uh, and she she was so happy in that moment, and I don't know, it just made me really happy too to see that. I agree. I I I enjoyed those moments a lot. I think they yeah they were built up very well. Definitely. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, finally, I just wanted to mention about Miko. You know that. I think, well, well, she is kind of like the fifth main character at this point right now. 
Okay. Um, I guess we could count count I as a main character as well, uh, bit debatably. Uh, and if we do that, then I guess Miko is the sixth main character introduced in the story. But I think out of all of the characters before her, uh, Miko's debut is the strongest one out of any of the other characters, in in my opinion. Uh, stronger even than you know uh, the two, uh, you know. Kaguya and, and Miyuki, uh, just as a as an opening, you know. Yeah, I can see that. Just because it goes so quickly into a bit of her backstory and right. why she basically thinks the way she does, and and how she has that that you know incredible moment for her. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I think I agree yeah. with that. And I think it was probably necessary since she did come come in a couple volumes later than everybody else yeah uh, so she needed a bit uh a bit of you know she, she she needed a strong opening um and while she with with this volume she might not be my favorite character yet um with mm-hmm. this like only with this volume but you know she is my favorite character overall in the story but it will take a few volumes for her to actually get there i think uh but but thanks to the really strong debut in this volume, she she started off by getting very very close, I think, to the top in in my mind anyway. Yeah, uh, no, she's yeah she's a strong character. I I need to see more of her. Mm, um, of course. <laughs> just going forward compared to the other ones, but I I I think yeah she's a good. Probably will be a good ad- addition. I'm not. I'm interested to see a couple of her relationships, one with uh, Ishigami. Mm. Not so much. I'm not talking romantically. Mm. I mean, maybe there could be something there, but, but, well, not just maybe. Like it, it's, it, it could be like a story thing. But anyway, I'm not talking romantically right now. What I am talking about is just what sort of backstory they have, whether it just be rumors that she's heard about him, or did they actually have interaction that went sour. Um, besides her taking his name. Uh, so I'm interested to see that. I'm also interested to see more of her and Chica uh-huh. because just how much she adores Chica and kind of respects her. I, I really want to see, not necessarily more of that part, but I just want to see their interactions with each other and some of the comedic things that could happen there. Yeah. And then I also just want to see how she'll affect the the student council because she comes into student council and we only really see her once a little bit after that. Yeah. So obviously in the next few volumes, we'll see more of that, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to see in what way her dynamic switches things up. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I was thinking what well, you mentioned her history or, or, or just relationship in general, in general with, with you um i i would just like to point out one other very simple possibility as to their their past is just that i think you know her with being not only part of the disciplinary committee but also being the way she is and you know being up in everybody's face about behaving in various ways clashes very very much with use uh that's true just overall character of just not really giving a shit about anything and just you know, bringing video games to school and uh, 
ditching mm-hmm. or you know well and i think out of all the guys we've seen he has the longest hair right oh yeah you're right which is the complete <laughs> opposite of the shaved but, head yeah so. i actually i actually thought about that as well <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah i i guess yeah they they probably have an easy time clashing with with one another mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i agree with that so yeah uh that's everything that i had written down on miko ino for this volume Sorry, I didn't have more. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, do you have anything more? I think I'm good. I, I, this is a really good introduction for her. Yes. And yeah, can't wait to see what else she brings. Moving on to Ai Hayasaka then. I, I did have something. Yeah? I, we see her cute, popular girl mode with... <laughs> yeah. with uh, Miyuki and she kind of is the one who eggs on the rest of the students basically <laughs> uh, so I mean good on Hayasaka or you know depending depending on how you look at it I guess but uh, so it's interesting to see that personality and even Miyuki was like wait haven't I seen you before yeah <laughs> well duh we're in the same school <laughs> yeah uh, so it's it's very her master of disguises are very clever. I like. Yeah, like and just the fact like she just switches to to popular girl mode like on a dime. Yeah, that's and like true. she's she's in that persona like so so quickly, <laughs> so naturally. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote down about I this volume that um you know there there's some the, that moment when she she's kind of provoking Kaguya a bit. Mm. Um, was it the beginning of the volume? I can't remember right now. I where think so. That was probably was but anyway like i i think basically i think her her provoking kaguya in that kind of way i i, I kind of see that as her way of you know helping to push kaguya in the right direction yeah um, so you know it, it's funny and you know she she likes to tease kaguya but i i think she you know she she's definitely doing it for for kaguya and to kind of egg her on and yeah i agree i, th- I think I it's agree. it's nice <laughs> One other thing about her is her sarcasm towards Chica is pretty funny. Yes. <laughs> at, least, at least in the in the the art chapter where they, yes. they were art partners or whatever. <laughs> just the I don't know, just the way she treated treated her with such uh, not disdain, maybe maybe I don't know, like she just she's like, "Oh great. I'm with the airhead." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was really funny. <laughs> I I I don't there I there was probably wasn't too much on I this volume no, though. No, not really. So I don't have too much on her either. But um, we can move on to Nagisa Kashiwagi. Kashiwagi. At this point, she really understands Kaguya like so well. Mm-hmm. Like you know when Kaguya comes in and talk, yeah, it's about my friend and this guy. And she immediately, like, yeah, it's Kaguya and me, Miyuki. Okay, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. It's funny to me how Kashiwagi has definitely become the the person who gives advice rather than the one who seeks advice. Yes. The psychiatrist, <laughs> if you will. Really, so, really, is, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's funny with that. But I also like how she's willing to kind of, kind of protect Kaguya in a way. You know, she... When Chika came in, she she didn't want people to think less of Kaguya, so she basically put it on herself 
and I think I think it was the same with others as well. So like she she said, but she was the one having issues with the true love, or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Kashiwagi was having issues. Uh-huh. So it, it's I I like how she was protective of of the Kaguya image, if you will. Yeah, like what a champ she was for, yeah. for doing that. Yeah. I just like so much respect for 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 Nagisa for 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 doing that, even though she herself doesn't even believe in true love at all, and you know, but she she was still prepared to to stand up for Kage in that moment, which was just really really sweet of her. Indeed. Yeah, we were getting like little 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 by little, we were getting a little bit of stuff on on her. <laughs> yeah, little uh, by little. I, I'm I'm glad she was here more, and I'm all for more Kashiwagi. Yes, yes. <laughs> Good. Um, we could move on to the next character who hasn't had a name in previous volumes, but she got one here. I'm talking about Maki. Oh, yeah, Maki. Mm-hmm. Who is the girl who likes... Drinking milk. Who's she, she, she's, she likes milk and she likes Kashiwagi's boyfriend, too. Yeah, we finally have a name for her. And I don't know if you remember... Uh, back in volume three, there was a scoreboard after the mm-hmm. exam. You do remember? Yeah, I, me- okay, I, I remember we had talked about it and you pointed it out and everything. Right, yeah, yeah. That name was Maki Shijo. Basically, she was like right below Kaguya on the score list. Like it was Miyuki, Kaguya, and, and this Maki Shijo that were basically the three top top ones and they were kind of in a league of their own. So it's safe to assume this is her, based on her first name. Mm-hmm. Just just wanted to point that out. So, you know, Maki Shijo. She's smart. She's really smart, apparently, yeah. Or at least a good student. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, really, really good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, and, and, you know, we see her. Not only do we get a name for her this volume, we also, you know, she, she gets her first line of, of speech this volume. That isn't yeah. like a you know, between volumes thing, mm-hmm. uh, I think. Or, or, and that also that isn't in the flashback because she actually, in the first volume, she did speak in a flashback. Oh, that's true. Right, right. When Kashiwagi's boyfriend, uh, yeah, was talking about the, what the girls said about him. Uh, but anyway. Uh, I, I, I like what she says. like, oh, I see them flirting all the time after school. It must be <laughs> yeah. good. I, it's so funny. Like, she's just... I don't know if she's purposely observed. Well, I mean, she was stalking Kashiwagi and the boyfriend, so maybe she's just a, she's kind of like a people watcher. I guess. I, th- I think so. I, it, it seems that way so far. I think. Um, and we 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 did know that she saw. We sh- she did see when Kaguya put her lips on, mm-hmm. or for, put her finger on on Miyuki's lips. Yeah, it's just like what in the world? <laughs> what did I just see? Yeah. Uh, what, one other thing about her is something that I messaged you earlier about. So I just throw this theory out there. Mm. I remember how we've talked about Kashiwagi's boyfriend being the loser in their battle for love, or whatever. And that's why he doesn't have a name because he doesn't matter. He's, he's a loser. You know, he's, uh, I mean, he's happy because he confessed and he's in a relationship, but Kashiwagi Nagisa is the one who won. Like she's the victor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so you have that, that, example for Kaguya and Miyuki I mean I guess they could see signs of it but they haven't acknowledged it really uh, mm. that if one of them confesses first then they will they will be the ones who will be changed to match the, des- the desires or they'll be <laughs> you know whipped around or whatever 
Um, not that Kashiwagi whips her boyfriend around, I don't think. I mean, uh, we don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, who knows? Um, I mean, she clearly, she clearly has a certain image that she likes that I'm, I was really surprised about. Anyway, about uh, Maki, is that her name? Yeah. Maki, she's, I think she's kind of an example of what happens if you don't, if you take too long to confess, if you don't confess. And so maybe it's an example for Kaguya and Miyuki. If neither of them confess to each other, then maybe someone will come along and confess to the other and basically put, you know, make it impossible to have any sort of relationship. So maybe Maki's pride and embarrassment or whatever kept her from confessing her feelings for Kashiwagi's boyfriend and now she's regretting that. Yeah. Maybe that could end up being a a possible example for Kaguya and Yuki to be wary of. No, don't know if they'll actually notice that or acknowledge that, but that's kind of what uh, the vibes I'm getting are. So may- maybe we'll see that when she finally gets a, a better introduction. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if nothing else, it's at least an example of that for the readers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so it's at, at least readers. that. Um, and, you know, maybe maybe even more than that. Uh, but yeah. And uh, although for me personally, I just <laughs> I just wish I, I just re- I just wish she would find love as well. You know, I just uh. <laughs> uh, obviously we don't have reason to care. I don't about really her know. Yeah. Much about her other than I do feel. Every time she, at the end of those chapters, she would cry or be sad. Like, I did feel bad for her. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, like, I, I don't know too much about her. Right, which makes sense. Like, they, you, you, you don't have any reason to care about her yet. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, she, like, she, she really is taking her time to get properly into the story, but it is it is kind of fun to get teased like that, I think. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a tease. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we can move on to the next one. Uh, a girl that I don't know if her name was actually mentioned in this volume or not, but the girl with the big glasses, the uh, Miko's yeah. friend. Did she get a name? I can't recall. I, I mean, I, I have her name here, but I can't remember if, if she if it was mentioned in the volume. Yeah, I don't remember either, to be honest. Like, I, I don't think she was given a name. I could be wrong, but... I think I remember being a little confused what her name was. Yeah. I, I don't, like, there isn't really a point in me, like, hiding her name. So I, I no, could tell you, it to you yeah, if you... Yeah, it, that's it, fine. Her name is Kobachi Osaragi. Osaragi, okay. What we learned about her <laughs> that she got attached to the little person that she drew on her palm. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was really funny. You know, and she... <laughs> about, about that, I... I wonder if she did that just to, as a way to try to calm Miko down. Oh. And oh. she didn't actually. She was. She was just all act because you know Miko was kind of played the straight man, and then, and then she did that. She swallowed it, and Miko kind of, you know, took it serious. Took it seriously. Like she, she kind of got attached to to the guy to the person. Yeah. On her. She ate uh, Yusaku. <laughs> <laughs> And so I don't know. I I thought it was a clever way to help her 
get her mind at ease or because sometimes sometimes laughter mm. is a is a good way to ease someone's tensions and yeah no i i, I love that i love that interpretation i think that's definitely a really good possibility like that she just did it to help miko out ah i i yeah that that that's really interesting yeah and and yeah just that it's like something to get miko's mind on other things for a while before the speech and to right help her ease her ner- nerves a bit yeah totally that that's definitely something i could see her doing yeah if it's not if it wasn't like that which yeah it might not be but mm. that's one way i took it but if it's not it, it's still really funny like right <laughs> Ran with it. I, I, really like yeah. it. <laughs> I think I'll name him Yusuke. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, really nice. Uh, and and then the uh, like the last little thing I took note on her was that the uh, when she was holding her uh, endorsement speech for uh, Miko, no one listened to her, which was pretty sad. Mm, yeah, that was sad. She didn't have the the tricks that Kaguya did. <laughs> or- or the posse, really. <laughs> yeah. She's got the teacher. She's got Fujiwara out there. True. <laughs> yeah, Team Team Miyuki was very, very prepared. Very well prepared. <laughs> very. Yeah, and then, of course, we learned after the election was over, we learned that Kobachi didn't even want to necessarily be on the student council anyway. Mm. Uh, it was just something that she did to help Miko. And She's actually... She's a really good friend. Right, and with that in mind, it really kind of adds to your idea that she did the whole uh, kanji person thing uh, on purpose. Like, yeah, I really like that idea. She seems like a, a person who likes to be in the background more, and maybe that is why we didn't see her name. If we did, maybe maybe we did see oh, yeah. her name, but I don't. I I really don't recall seeing it, or at least they don't right. acknowledge her too much by name. Yeah, uh, I I also don't remember that. So I guess not having that name it just shows that she maybe likes being a support kind of background person. Doesn't want to be up there, not because yeah. she'd be nervous. She just because she didn't seem she didn't seem nervous about speaking per se. No, no. Um, but just that she doesn't. That's not what she wants. Right. Yeah, I mean, she she like we can't even see her eyes. Like she has that's these true. big old glasses and. We don't even get a glimpse of her eyes through them. Uh, so with that, it seems like she, she, she doesn't, like, maybe she doesn't like to be the center of attention and to expose herself a lot. It could, it could be the, the trope where, you know, it's the bespeckled uh, kind of uh, homely looking person who, in fact, is just this gorgeous individual, but just wants uh-huh. to hide behind the glasses or whatever. I, I kind of so. think, I, I mean, I, I do think she is beautiful. Because every girl in They're this in this series, <laughs> right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I think you might be onto something. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I I've seen enough anime in my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and uh, I mean we we have we have praised uh, Akasaka before about just how well he it's like true. he come out, comes up with the, these character designs like they always look gorgeous. I agree. Mm. Yeah, I. Oh. So good. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I think that's it for all of the characters this volume. Whew. Yeah. Uh, I was really happy for this volume to to not only be the debut volume for Miko Ino, but also be the volume where we we got the name for Maki. Yeah. So that was that was really nice. Well, and and also I I about this volume, just story wise, 
I like how he, uh, how he did Miyuki getting uh, gaining back the student council position, the student council president position, mm. and because I don't know, just the way he brought it, brought it, in, brought in Miko, just made it a lot more interesting than just him comedically winning somehow, you know. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think overall it, it was done very well. Definitely. So let's dig into the comedy in this volume. And I'll start by just mentioning Kaguya's portrait of Miyuki. <laughs> oh, gosh. Because <laughs> I thought that was one of the funniest uh, parts. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> uh, and, and like how she just kept making it uglier and uglier, but she still just thought he looked too handsome. <laughs> <laughs> It's like even at the end when he had these like massive cheeks and and mono brow and like she, she was still like really turned on by it sort of. <laughs> She's like, don't yeah. get the wrong idea. <laughs> it's like, oh, I look. Oh, that's right. I look too handsome in this drawing. <laughs> oh, poor Miyuki. Uh... Yeah, that can't be. That can't be the the uh, the greatest self esteem booster there. But obviously. Yeah. Uh, they don't dwell Damn. on it. And how, I also like how Kaguya like, drew roses on there without even noticing. It's like, yeah. wait, when did those, those roses appear there? <laughs> just how, that's how she sees them, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's so funny. And, and kind of like a side, side joke in that chapter was seeing Chika's drawing of Ai. Oh, so great. <laughs> so great. Just, yeah. just nice little thing. And I thought Chica was just really proud of it too. <laughs> it's like, look, look. <laughs> she's like, ta-da! <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, so at least that—that's something that Chica apparently isn't very good at. Because I mean, right. we've, we've seen her be at least decent at various different things, and in some some cases, even pretty good at them. But when she's been tutoring Miyuki, but yeah, she's not she's not an artist. Right. Uh, no. Miyuki has Miyuki has her beat there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. um Hmm. i i I really love the the from a comedic standpoint i really love the miyuki's eye chapters yes you know (laughs) where he finally gets enough sleep but Uh. you know kagi doesn't doesn't like that and and then he goes back to being sleep deprived and (laughs) you know she automatically just basically cupid arrow to the heart yeah um, <laughs> um, uh. but but also the chapter after that with kashiwagi that that was just all around hilarious i don't even i call that romantic per se i i think it was, i mean i guess what ishigami said about true love that was pretty sweet i mean yeah. it wasn't about anybody specifically but just the concept itself was nice but besides that everything else was just hilarious that, that whole chapter every everyone's answers and and reactions, and then Kagi at the end, just letting out her inner animal, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh-huh. it was, it was all very well done. Yeah, yeah, that that that's also like one of the, one of the most like just hilarious uh, parts of the story, I think. <laughs> when Miyuki comes to school, and he looks like his eyes look really like they really look like his sister's eyes. Uh, because I think they have the same eyes. Oh, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. always sleep deprived, so they look different most of the time. But I think in yeah, that you're chapter, totally right. It looks basically exactly like Kay's eyes, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that's nice. 
another really funny part we touched on it a little bit before is when Miko, you know, when she chooses uh, Chica as her vice president, yeah. and she, she she starts praising her, and you know she says these things like she's fluent in five languages. Okay, that that's actually a really a really good praise. And then mm -hmm. there's the other thing she won a, a piano comp competition, and then in fourth grade okay that, that was a while ago but sure and then the last one yeah she gets average grades she's like uh, um average grades <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that was also something i thought really, really just a really funny just situation in general i think that that chapter like the first chapter with with miko there was just funny in in more ways than 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 that also yeah seeing sure. just how she rubbed um Miyuki and you the wrong way so so much and how, yeah. how 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 Miyuki like immediately just started like seeing her as a really serious rival and he, he kind of felt inf inferior to her in a way I feel and how she just kept calling him ex-president Shirogane and all that mm -hmm. uh, yeah she she was picking a fight from the very beginning yeah <laughs> and that that whole thing was just the interaction was hilarious and then the punchline at the end where you see her <laughs> Uh, her campaign pledge that yeah. that was that was great i i was i was expecting her to be serious but this is so extreme i did not expect this like how to be honest i was like how does she expect anyone to vote for her and i yeah, guess that's what right? that's what's so in, makes it interesting uh-huh but and you know the, the, this election turned out to be her most successful one ever most likely yeah. you know yeah. she probably always ended up at the bottom in, in all of her previous attempts also in that chapter, Kaguya is like, "Where is everyone?" Because she yeah, oh, that's right. <laughs> I, I, was like, I, I laughed and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, you know, I can I can sort of relate to that, like from back when I was in school and like was probably younger than Kaguya and those uh, the, the characters are here. But back when I was young and in, in school, like I, I remember, like there were not not often, but I remember like a few instances where there were dates when I just. For some reason, I just didn't find anyone to be with, and I was just find, didn't find my, my my crew or whatever. Mm -hmm. I just walked around and just didn't. It was just a wandering around day, and just like, what what, what is this? <laughs> so yeah, that was everybody. yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Um, I I guess that even even the next chapter where Kaguya is trying to manipulate Miko somehow, but she but she and herself gets manipulated in, in almost right. joining Miko. So yes. I, I mean, <laughs> I I find it just so funny how when it comes to uh, Miyuki, she could just so be so easily swayed, either if it's you know beneficial for their uh, love life, if you will. Yeah, yeah, that that was really funny, and and how just how Miko, you know, just unintentionally started giving like basically saying things that Kaguya wanted to hear. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you two are the perfect match. <laughs> that, perfect. that was really funny. Perfect match. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I I think we we kind of we can't talk about the comedy in this volume without talking about the last chapter. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> oh gosh. Where, and just 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 the beginning of that chapter alone, where you know the the the, the narrator talks about underwear. And and he talks about it as if though I think you know it kind of it's it's angled in a way so that it sounds as if though he's talking about like women's underwear. Nah, man, I I was like, no, this is a trap. I know, I know it's a trap. And yeah, for you, it was you. It was, Aha! Uh, and just, yeah, that is. Uh, I mean, look. I, I mean, yeah, he gets he gets harassed here, which is not cool. But no, not at cool. the same time, what are you doing? Changing out in the open in the student council room. Like that is not the place <laughs> to get butt naked. 
You know, you know what he should have done? He should have gone into that secret chamber, like, yeah. behind the council. He knew about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was so funny. Um, and how... But it was, it was hilarious. Apparently, d- depending on what kind of underwear you're wearing, uh, you're a man-whore. <laughs> it's a very, very important thing. <laughs> the amazing man-whore's man. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, and and uh, like just the, the whole... Th- bit there with Kaguya and Miyuki there how she you know she was trying to come up with a plan to to you know so that she would be able to see Miyuki's underwear and just she, she just <laughs> keeps realizing no matter how I do this I'm going to come up as a pervert right and, and then and then Miyuki misunderstanding her questions when she, when she starts asking him just you know plainly asking him she he, he thinks she's talking about girls underwear his face so great and just the, and then the like the final bit is like Miko Ino entering the room at like the worst possible timing. Oh yeah, ah, oh. such terrible timing. What a what a first what what a first impression she got of the student council there, or I, it, it, if that was the first like it was what, at least an early. One of the first. Yeah, I mean, she comes in the room and freaking Kagi <laughs> is like, "Shiro got it, you mad whore." And yeah, <laughs> and and Miyuki oh, just shouting gosh. after her, "I love black panties." <laughs> 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 oh my god and Miko you know she's just terrified of Miyuki after that so great oh uh, man that yeah that had me dying not gonna lie absolutely it's so I can't so wait funny. to see that animated <laughs> it's um, great it's great Whew. but you can't you can't it, it doesn't stop there cause you had you had Ishigami ah. bu- buying some boxer briefs that's right or at least he, he, he stopped wearing boxers. I guess we don't know if it was boxer briefs or not. Probably not. Maybe just regular boxers. I'm not sure. But. Yeah, whatever it is, he, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. To be, well, actually, to be honest, when I read it and then, you know, he was going on his thing uh, at Chika and Kaguya and then, then the story moved on, I was thinking, you know what, I bet Ishigami's going to go and buy. He's going to change. He's going to stop wearing tidy whities And lo and behold, he, he changed. I was like, called yeah. it. <laughs> but I also like it's to be continued. So oh yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get more of this. I wonder. Like, I actually can't remember if it's a to be continued for for this specific thing or if it's just a to be continued for the book in general. Oh, I, okay, I, okay, okay. Actually, I can't remember which it is. But <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I actually remember when I first bought this volume. I uh, well. Really quick tang- tangents. I, I once bought a volume of another manga way back when, where for some reason there were a couple of pages, uh, somewhere in in the volume that were just hadn't been printed, hmm. uh, or like, like it was like some of the pages had just been very printed very loosely, and then some pages were completely white, uh, like uh, clearly just something went wrong when they when they printed it, you know, um, and so since then I've kind of just had had as a as a routine kind of to whenever I buy a new new manga volume to, to just not look like not, not pay much attention to what's on the page but just like just really quickly just flip through the book and and just to see if there are any white pages before I buy it basically mm. if I'm in, in a bookstore and buy it and and, and or and buy it that, like that obviously it doesn't happen much at all it, it only happened that one time uh so it's not like I really need to do this, but it's something I started doing anyway. Uh, so like I, I I'll see the pages, but I'm not I won't, I won't like pay attention to them or I won't they'll, they'll just flip flip by in like a, a split second. 
but I remember when I bought this volume, I actually like the one image that I actually did see uh, as I flipped through and like that actually like stayed in my head was uh, was uh, you standing there with, like with his back turned and in his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like the first image I saw of this of this like from inside of this volume. <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh, what is going to happen? <laughs> yeah, like what's the context for that? I I have to find out. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. getting steamy in the student council room. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. I just I love how Chica just teases him the whole time. Yeah, I, I I love her like th- that kind of face that she does sometimes because she's done it before. It's kind of yeah. like a smirk, and also like uh like I don't know it, I a can't giggle it. or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, it's really funny. Great face. Uh. <laughs> you were tidy whities <laughs> <laughs> really good uh, uh lastly i kind of have a, a a bit unless you have anything more on comedy i figured i ha- i have one that we could kind of segue from comedy into romance through uh no i think i'm good cool then i'll just quickly mention the the first chapter, which I thought was really funny, how like the rumors spread about, yeah. uh, oh, Miyuki's gonna confess to Kaguya, and every everyone at school was just like super excited about that and just gathered around. Uh, but moving from that into into romance, uh, I think that moment did have some nice romantic parts. Uh, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, uh, how Miyuki basically. Like he he he's so close to confessing. He in his mind he's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to confess to Kaguya. Uh, ultimately, he doesn't. But Kaguya responding basically that whatever you had asked me, my answer would have been the same. Yes, I accept. That was yeah. That like was, oof, wow. that that was basically a confession from her, from her side. <laughs> like basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was really really nice. And their faces were really close together. I think that may be the oh, closest. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or- Maybe I, or, I guess so. You have you have the the star and moon one. Their faces got pretty close there. Ooh, you're right. But f- but from this but from this angle where they're facing each other, whereas before mm. they were kind of <laughs> side by side in a way. Yeah, this is the closest I think they've been. Yeah, like the, this like full page of just their heads, like or mm-hmm. like their faces, they're in profile. Yeah, uh, and 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 in this instance, they're both kind of aware of what's happening uh in the in right. the moon and star th- chapter miyuki wasn't really aware of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so in in that sense this this is more romantic in that regard i mean like i said earlier all she makes so many cute faces in this one and uh, it's just kind of cute and hmm. romantic in that way <laughs> it she could make it worse than it should be but that, that's hilarious but <laughs> it's like what it's a love triangle right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Ah, oh, so funny. My my favorite romantic part, and I'm part, and I'm sure you probably agree, is is when he asks or Miyuki asks Kaguya to be his vice president, mm, mm. and you know she was obviously really touched or you know really happy about that. And Hayasaka makes a comment. It's like you see he he made sure to ask you because he thinks so highly of you, whereas you just kind of told nonchalantly chika and ishigami basically yeah and, and also the fact that he said that he needed her right right like that, that right. i think that was also a pretty crucial part that made i kind of realize that yeah totally and obviously shirogane is kind of like fist bump or, or you know it's like yes that 
when, yeah, when success. she agrees. <laughs> success. Yeah, I, I like that. And, and her her okay sign uh, was really was really cute too. Yeah, um, has a little different context here in uh, in the West nowadays. Like I know some oh. is some Hispanic thing. No, I'm not talking about that. But in some Hispanic oh. countries, the 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 okay sign is kind of like a gotcha kind of a thing. Like you get oh. you get trolled, like Rick rolled. Oh, really? Something like that. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll see it in memes like, you know, hey, I got something for you. Then you press the meme and it's it's the okay sign or whatever. Ha <laughs> gotcha. Something like that. Anyway, so oh. it's, it's in that context, it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even know about that. <laughs> huh. But, uh, yeah, anyway, sorry. That's kind of a big <laughs> tangent. But I, I thought it was a good romantic moment. Yeah, and just Kaguya... N- not really being able to use her words there, but you know, we we still, you know, she's still able to confirm to Miyuki there. Yeah. Very very sweet. I wonder what she would have sounded like if she had tried to speak there. Yeah, like probably she would have probably had like a really shaky voice or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So nice. Um, I have one more thing on romance, and it's a very it's a pretty small. It's really just a line. It's from I think it's from the ending of the. Miyuki's uh, beautiful eyes chapter, okay. Where uh, he says that I mean he kind of he says he kind of says it to himself. I only want to be popular with one girl. Oh yeah! Oh, that was ooh, that was That's so good. So good. So good. <laughs> Which I mean, we kind of so smooth got that. Yeah, we kind of got that uh, as well in the previous volume where I tried to I guess quote quote unquote seduce him, mm-hmm. but you know he didn't. Uh, fall for it and he, and he told her that you know I I have feelings for somebody else and yeah can I bring up one more thing for comedy and then mm-hmm. and then I have another yeah. thing for romance yeah yeah for uh, sure so it, it's in this it's in this chapter the his eyes chapter Chica's very freaked out about about this like she can't even get <laughs> close to him like yeah. I, I don't know I don't know I, I think it's just I, it's all comedic, but I don't know if like maybe she feels intimidated by his look. Like, I don't know. It's it's just kind of funny. It is really funny. I I think I think everyone that's close to him, like everyone in the student student council, kind of has not n- not as strong of a negative reaction as Kaguya did, but but both Chika and you, they had at least that's true. You know, they were a bit weirded out by it since they and that's probably just because they know him better than most other students. I imagine that's true. Meanwhile, everyone everyone else just like opened up to him and people were like, "Hey, good morning. Do you want to go to karaoke afterward?" Blah blah. blah. Like, uh, like no one else had a negative reaction at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, yeah, that 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 whole chapter is funny, but yeah, it has good romantic moments. But mm. the romantic moment I want to touch on is actually kind of a a theory that I had mentioned earlier. That uh-huh. once again I brought up in in our in our chat. Um, but I want to clarify here is I was thinking about, I forget which discussion I was listening to. It may have been volume five discussion. Hmm. And I was thinking about Kaguya and the moon and why she would hate that story so much other than it being her namesake. And the thought came to me, oh, oh, I, I actually remember exactly why the thought came to me. Ah. It's because I was watching the anime and the first season and the 
um, Shinomiya father asks her to come to the main family home. And they say it's in Kyoto. And I didn't realize it was in Kyoto when I read it in the mm. manga. They may have said it, but I totally skimmed by it if I, I, if I it think, did. I think it did say it. If I, I, I could yeah. be wrong, but I think it did. See. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure that detail would have been in the manga. So I think I just, mm. just didn't realize it. So early, before I said that I thought Kaguya could potentially be forced to marry someone, like an arranged marriage kind of a situation, and that's you know, could be the uh, the reason why she doesn't like the Kaguya, uh, Hime, er, Princess Kaguya story. Mm. So that's still a possibility, but I think I think it's more likely that she'll be forced to move back to Kyoto uh, away from Miyuki and her friends in Tokyo. And that it's kind of like her leaving to the moon. And yeah. that would make it really difficult for her to have any sort of relationship with Miyuki. Now, it's still possible for that to happen, plus an arranged marriage kind of thing. But <clears throat> but at the very least, I think that there will be a m- point in time where the father will, fo- will force her to come to uh, back to Kyoto. That's, that's my theory. Um, and hmm. obviously, Miyuki will have to somehow overcome that... O- o- well, I guess maybe Kaguya, probably Kaguya as well, obviously. I mean, right. Uh, that, that's, it's definitely her problem. But, you know, I think it, it could be a good chance for Miyuki to show how much he cares for her. That's my thinking. I think that's a really, really interesting theory, uh, which has a, I think, well, depending on how, how closely Akasaka is going to go uh, with the story to the quote-unquote source source material even though it's not really an adaptation um yeah it, depending on how much he goes with it uh it absolutely could go that route i think that would be definitely an interesting thing i guess that's mostly it for the discussion um i did have one other thing i wanted to mention about um well basically last last time we, when we talked uh and we we mentioned miko ino a little bit and i said that um she had kind of blown up in popularity um, after season two of the anime came out because, uh, well, most people that consume this story in some way are anime watchers and mm-hmm. and all that. But anyway, I I, I I went to my anime list and looked and looked up which of the Kaguya-sama characters are the most popular on there because they have a system where you can you can basically favorite ten different characters, like ten okay. characters in general, like out of all manga and anime, like. Um, so you have 10 slots to put favorites in, uh, so you can't put an infinite amount. So basically, uh, I, I, I went to each of the pages for the main characters of the story to see which ones like had the most favorites. And actually Miko Ino was not in the top three, oh. uh, which I, 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 I had, I was under the impression that she had become like that just crazy popular overnight sort of, but apparently not. Hmm. I guess I was wrong about that. Uh, do you think you could guess which three? You don't have to say them in any specific order, but do you think you could guess guess which three are the most like the three uh, most popular according to at least my anime list? Mm. Um, and and the, the the top three really are in a league of their own, uh, like because there's there's a pretty big gap between the th- uh, number number three and four. Really? So which three do you think? Mm. Well, I got I got to think Kage is one of them. Yes, she is. Um, you know. 
because because of her somewhat meme status, it's Chica's got to be up there, right? Definitely. Now it's determining who's number three. I don't... <sighs> Actually, before you guess the one, I will say that Chica is number two. Mm-hmm. And Kaguya is number three. Oh my gosh. So the one that's left Who's is is one? the most pop on my anime list is the most popular character from Kaguya Sama Love's What? World. Who okay. do you think that, who do I you got, think? I got to think. <laughs> I really got to think about this. Okay. So I think nearly a, a lot of these are usually dominated by the women uh because waifus. Right. Um so I had to think okay, well who who could possibly be the waifu to be both of those and it and the only one only person that I'm just saying possibilities the only person mm-hmm. I could think is Hayasaka but I don't know how that would be possible with how much popularity the other two have so I mm. don't think it's her I think it's either Ishigami or Miyuki mm. and uh, <laughs> I really like I really like Miyuki but I think I think Ishigami is really relatable so I'm gonna say Ishigami you're absolutely right yes <laughs> nice mm. work <laughs> Yeah, Ishigami is the most popular wow. character, on, on, at, at least on my anime list. But I think that's a pretty good place to kind of yeah. get that sort of data from. You know, I guess <laughs> season two must be pretty big for him then. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. So out of curiosity, just number four, because you said the back gap was so huge. Who's number four? Uh, that was that was Miko, you know. Oh, that was Miko. So Miyuki's mm. not even... Yeah, he's, even he up. was number five. He was. Oh, okay. He okay, was a little I bit guess. below Miko. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think I I had uh, I had I Hayasaka as my favorite there for a while on my anime list. I usually because in my favorite characters section, I I keep it to one character per franchise kind of, mm. so I don't get like a bunch of Attack on Titan and Kage some of my characters in there. <laughs> uh, so I had I Hayasaka there as favorite for like. A while at the beginning then I had then I had you as my favorite there for a while and now I've had obviously I've had a Miko you know there as my favorite for quite a while now uh, so it, it has switched for me but but yeah it's definitely an interesting top three I think <laughs> yeah that I you know as much as I guessed it, it it's still it's still kind of shocking to think that Ishigami <laughs> would beat both Chika and Kaguya yeah, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not too surprised that Chika is as popular as she is, or even more popular than Kaguya, uh, Kaguya, because uh, uh, you know she's, you know, Chika. Right. But <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 interesting. It's interesting to see a a male character in the number one spot uh, yeah. above in in a rom com like this. So I don't know. That's kind of absolutely interesting. I yeah. I can't wait to go further into the volumes and see why people have them at number one. I don't, I don't blame them from what I've read uh, per se. I mean, I would, I wouldn't do it yet, obviously, but hmm. anyway, yeah, you should just see. Definitely. Uh, do you have a favorite character at this point in the story? Favorite character. Oh, uh, has it changed? Is this, is it still no, Kaguya? I, I think it's still Kaguya. Yeah. Nice, nice. I'm having a little bit of a hard time deciding on a favorite character at this point. Obviously, I know how it's gonna end up, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I am I'm having a bit of a hard time right now deciding on who I like the most. So I don't think I can give an answer right now for this volume. Actually, that's fair. 
Uh, <laughs> there's just, you know, I, there's so many that I, that I like. There's so many good ones, right? There really are. Uh, and last question, although I think I know the, the answer to it. Um, have you changed sides on who you're rooting for? Probably not, but... Yeah, not yet. Just checking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still rooting for Kaguya to, to beat Miyuki. Yeah, I, I think I think it'd be good. I still think it'd be mm. good for Miyuki to <laughs> confess, um, but, you know, I'm yeah. willing to be wrong. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. <laughs> ah, but yeah, I think, uh, I think we've said everything we wanted to say. Yep, I'm good. Lovely. So thank you so much to everyone who listened to this. Uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, we have some links in the video description. Uh, among other things, there's a link to James's other YouTube channel where he, uh, it's called Nintensity, where he talks about different video game topics and streams and stuff. And there's a link to my uh, SoundCloud and YouTube where I go under the name Leon Morris, where I share all of my music that I produce. There's also links to our uh, Facebook and Twitter pages, and as well as an open Discord group that we have where people can join and geek out about manga and anime stuff, just in general. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you all next time where we'll talk about Volume 8. Bye-bye! Goodbye! -bye. <laughs>